Ross FM 94.6. Welcome to this week's um, Ross and Trad show on Ross FM 94.6 and we're here on the Lanesborough Road in the Cube um, building. So if you're passing, give us a wave at some stage. Now in studio this evening, I'm very lucky and very privileged to have Rachel Garvey who is a singer from Roscommon. Very well known to a lot of you out there, I know. So you're very welcome, Rachel. Thank you. Okay, and Rachel, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Okay, so I'm 35 years old now, which is hard to believe saying that. Um, And I have been singing since I was 10. I started singing when I was in primary school um, from the great Pauline Handley, who is the wife of uh, Patsy Handley. Um, the great flute player from Roscommon and um, I was very lucky that I lived close to them and I learned all my singing from Pauline and I grew up um, in that kind of you know view I suppose of of listening to trad music and and listening to singing and that and then when I got older then I you know started going into the flas and things like that and I competed in in the flas in the Irish singing and the English singing and I was fortunate enough to win the All-Ireland a couple of times um, around about when I was 17 or 18 that um, and then I went to college and I did primary school teaching and um, I taught in Dublin for a year or two and then I was very lucky to get a job then in my local school so I didn't have to go too far so I'm still teaching there out in Roxborough National School in Darren and um, I've been there since 2010 so um, I kept up the singing I kind of fell in and fell out you know with college and things like that and I did different things but um, I joined uh, Gatehouse, the band, um, in 2014. So that's 10 years ago now, which is really hard to believe. Yeah. It doesn't feel like 10 years at all. To me, they seem like a relatively new band. Yeah, yeah, and we feel like that too, but we have been around now for 10 years. And um, it was John Wynne who would have known me, like we'd only live across the road from each other, really. Uh, He's from Kiltiven as well. And... um, he asked me would I be interested in joining a group and we we didn't really have anything particular in mind like he just said he was playing music with John McAvoy fiddle player um, he's living in Navin originally from Birmingham but he has Roscommon roots and um, they said you know would you be interested in doing the singing we'd love to have a group with singing in it as well so I said yeah that sounds great you know so we got together and we kind of you know, hashed out a few things. And then we asked um, Jacintha McAvoy, be John's wife, to um, join us to play the guitar, to do accompaniment. So it kind of just all took off from there. And we ended up doing an album. Our first album, Two Snua, was released in 2016. Um, and then we released another album there in 2019 called Heather Down the Moor. And we've been gigging and doing bits and pieces here and there ever since so we've we've been really lucky we've done a lot of gigs around Ireland of course and we've been abroad as well like we've done a lot in the UK especially in the last couple of years um, and we've been to Germany Norway Spain Denmark Belgium Austria and is there any one particular gig that really stands out that you have brilliant memories of or was it a real honour to do or um Oh gosh, that's a really tricky question. It's probably um, so many of them, but there has been so many. Yeah, um, I suppose one gig that really stood out was um, it was actually 
the we were in um, Glasgow last weekend oh, at the Celtic Connections yeah. Festival, and we were so lucky to be asked over to that. And uh, we played in this venue called the Barony Hall, which is like it's like a miniature version of Westminster Abbey. It's a huge wow. church, not as big as Westminster Abbey, obviously, but the same style of church and like massive high ceilings and massive stained glass windows. And it was absolutely beautiful. So we played there um, last Friday night and it was amazing. And the sound was amazing. The acoustics in there was gorgeous so we had a great time and I suppose the good thing about you was it wasn't huge travel involved in it no and it I was, was lucky because I have I have two young kids now at the minute so mm. um, it was great that I could just fly in and fly out you know fairly quick and, and not be away yeah. for too long so it was well, great. Well, Rachel, I see that you have the guitar with you and you were tuning it up there yeah. in, in our green room <laughs> <laughs> earlier on. So yeah. do you want to give us yeah, a song? So I can, yeah, I can start off with one on the guitar. And I don't normally um, sing with the guitar, but the odd time I, I kind of branch out and just do kind of like folk songs. Like I don't mm. stick to the trad stuff yeah. all the time. So um, I might just do a nice little one, um, The Isle of Inish Free. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Okay. I've met some folks who say that I'm a dreamer, and I've no doubt there's truth in what they say. But sure about are far away and precious things are dreams unto an exile they take him o'er the land across the sea especially when it happens he's an exile from that dear love Wondrous though it be I scarcely feel its wonder or its laughter I'm once again back home in Inish Free I wander o'er green hills through dreamy valleys find a peace no other land could know I hear the birds make music fit for angels and watch the rivers laughing as they flow and then into a humble shack I Home, I tenderly behold 
The folks I love around the turf are gathered on bended knees. The rosary is told, but dreams don't last. Though dreams are not forgotten, and soon I'm back to stern reality. But though they pave the footpaths here with gold dust, I still would choose my high love in his free. I still would choose my high love in his free. That was gorgeous. Thank you. Really lovely. Thanks. So it's unusual to hear <clears throat> that song. You don't hear it that often anymore. Yeah, and it's it's lovely. Like I really like that song. You know, it's it's a lovely little folk song. And as you say, yeah, you don't hear it too much anymore. But it's a nice one. I just want to bring you back there. You, you mentioned um, that um, the late Pauline Hanley, and that you you start singing around ten. So was there music in your family? Was there singing in your family? No, not really. <laughs> like they won't be happy to hear that <laughs> they all think they're great singers yeah that's it you see but uh, no not, there wasn't a not, tradition of no, singing no there wouldn't have been no um, now I was told that my grandfather was a great well I think he was a, a bit of a singer but he sat, he played the melodeon um, Brian Dolan was his name uh, from Strokestown he would have been my mum's father um, but he would have died you know fairly early early on like I would never have met him um, but I was told that there was music on that side and he would have been very musical and would have sang and played and um, you know my mum always says you know oh it must be from that side of the family yeah. um, and there wouldn't be anything really on my dad's side but I think I just took an interest in it myself, you know, and I remember I was singing and I was learning a song for the fly and I was singing it in the kitchen and I was only maybe around the 10 or 11 or 12 or that. And I remember my mum coming into the kitchen and she was like, God, are you still singing those songs? She said, and I said, yeah. And she said, do you like them? Because she kind of thought I was just doing it to maybe please Pauline or to please her or whatever. And I says, yeah, I do. I really like these songs, you know. And she was like, okay, that's grand. And then she never asked me after that again. But I think she was kind of checking to see, like, does she actually really like these songs? Because to her, I suppose, she thought, you know, they're so, like in the past and yeah for a young person I suppose what was the appeal for a young person why would I be singing you know but was it the melody or was it the kind of that that style of singing rather than the words or was it Um, a combination of all I suppose a combination but I I would have always been drawn in by an air of a song so if I liked the air of it then I'd want to learn it Um, and then also if I'd read the words and the words kind of seemed interesting or that or it was a nice story like to the song yeah. that would draw me in as well yeah. um, and then I'd just kind of pick ones that I liked you know from that um, and I just I'd learn them like so quickly and it kind of the style of singing came to me very yeah. easily like I was able to sing the ornamentation very easily I yeah, didn't it was really natural have to work to you. on it you know yeah. So that obviously helped as well because, yeah. you know, when you find something easy, you want to keep going with it. And say then in terms of school, did like your pals in school, did they think it was an unusual type of singing to be to be interested in? Well, or? we all did it at the start. All oh, right. OK. So yeah. 
we were in our school, the school I'm in now, like it's the same school I, I attended myself, but it was only a three teacher school at the time. So it was quite a small school. Um, so there was only six girls in my class and um, Pauline started coming in doing these singing lessons into the school. And of course, we all just went out and we all just did it, you know, yeah. and there wasn't really a question of not doing it. And so we all kind of learned the songs and it kind of just was, that was the way. It wasn't like it was a choice, really. And it wasn't like it was forced on us either. Yeah. We just did it. And we were all happy and I to get out of class. And it was a fun and doing it as a group yeah, too, I suppose, it was, as camaraderie. Yeah. And then I suppose after we left um, primary school then, Pauline started doing some classes in the Convent of Mercy in the secondary school. And I continued on, but that's when then people started dropping off then, I suppose, you know. But yeah. they never really, they all just knew that, oh, well, Rachel's, you know, a good singer and she's good at this. Yeah. So they did, never said it. And then in school, were you dragged into all kinds of musicals and um, choirs? and? Uh, yeah. yeah, I didn't really put myself forward for a whole lot now. I kind of like to stay in the background, musically wise, at that time. Yeah. Um, I didn't really have like a huge amount of confidence to go forth for those kinds of things. But I was always in my own little niche of the trad singing and I'd go to the flas and compete in the flas all right. But yeah. In school, no, I didn't really put myself forward for too much, which is funny. Like, I didn't even do... People find this so funny and strange that I didn't do music for my junior cert. I just took it up for a leave cert. So they thought, like, why would you have dropped it? And I said, well, I actually wanted to do art <laughs> in junior cert because I just... I really loved art as well. Yeah. Now, I wasn't, you know the standard that you need to be to get high grades in art in school but I really enjoyed it yeah. and I just wanted to pick something that I would yeah. enjoy and I did want to do music as well but you know you had to pick a certain yeah. number and it was the same in my time actually as well but it's funny you often find people that are musical or creative in, in one area mm. are creative in, in other areas as well yeah you know there might be it might be art or sewing or baking or yes. gardening or the, the, mm. there's other yeah, I've always liked art, so I did that for the junior search and then I dropped it then and I took up music then for the leaving search, which was, you know, it was difficult because obviously I'd missed mm. a lot of theory and, you know, all of that side of things. But I was able to catch up, thank God. But, you know, it was and, and then for the leaving surprising search, to people. <laughs> music, did you, had you choose your voice then? And was that a, the instrument? Yeah, or, you know? so 50%, I'm not sure is it the same now, but 50% at the time was practical and you could do solo singing for the, for it all if you wanted or you could split it into like solo singing and something else but I just decided to do the solo singing so I had to sing six songs for my practical That's quite a lot isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah now the, you had to make sure they were sort of varied so I, I picked three English and three Irish and I did um, three fast and three slow yeah. to kind of have a good variety. And, and in all the same kind of genre like it was it all it traditional? It was all traditional singing. And you yeah. could do that you didn't have to pick No no you could types. stay in your in your genre yeah. yeah so I did six and um, yeah it, it went great thank God yeah. you know and I was really relying on that 50% you know and then the other 50% then was the, the written exam yeah. yeah with all the theory and stuff. And you sing both in Irish and in English? Yeah, I do, yeah. yeah. So um, I obviously started off doing the English singing with Pauline and then she was very interested in Shannon's singing. Um, so she kind of encouraged me to to sing in Irish. So I picked that up from like summer schools that would have been on when I was young 
the it's not on now anymore but the, the Douglas Hyde summer school in Balladrine was a great yeah. one we used to go there every summer and Pauline used to drive you know a big gang of us down and you know a few of us would go into the whistle classes and a few of us would go into the singing classes or whatever and um, I picked up a lot of Irish songs there from yeah. Trasny Canawan used to teach there oh yeah um, she was brilliant and then later on Maradine um, Flaherty used to teach there as well so I was really lucky like to come in contact with them and learn songs off them and mm. then when I was in um, Leaving Cert then Pauline decided you know we, we should go to Connemara and we should go and listen to you know all these great Shannon singers that are there so it was actually the morning after my grad <laughs> that we had you might have been a bit old yeah <laughs> But I, I'll never forget it, yeah, that was the day that we were both heading off and we were going to stay there for the week. So um, we booked a, like, rented a little, I don't know, holiday home or whatever um, in Karna and, um, or no, not Karna, was it Karna or Carrow? I think it was Carrow. And that was our base, we'll say. And then Pauline, of course, had some contacts, so she was able to contact different ones. So we met Sarah Grealish and... Um, we met like a lot of great Shannon singers and we recorded a lot of them singing yeah. so we could have that to go back and work on ourselves, you know, yeah. and it was a brilliant experience, you know. And did you find in general that outside of even the singing that it helped your Irish? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because yeah, they were all te- you know, speaking Irish the whole time. Yeah. So, you know, we had to try and, and I speak singing Irish back. in Irish is a good way to learn Irish. Yeah. To improve oh, your definitely. Irish. Yeah. Yeah, you know, definitely. It yeah. may be a good way to introduce children into Irish. And yes. Like that. Oh, yeah. Good way. Definitely. Yeah. And I just uh, first recording, I think, well, my, um, I could be co- completely wrong. The first recording you did, would it have been with the South Roscommon Singers? Was it on that CD? Yes. So, um, so we were involved with those um you know, I'd I'd go to the sessions, you know, when they'd be on, and and then they've they've great festival on like every October as well. So we would have been involved in that too, and they brought out a few recordings. So I would have featured on on one or two of those, and then uh, Declan Coyne was the main person that brought out the Alone by the Wildwood, the Roscommon mm. songbook. So yeah. that was a brilliant resource. Like so, it was him and and Pauline. Um, and Johnny Johnston that um, came together to do that so I was on that as well for mm. one of the songs yeah. um, so that was kind of yeah that yeah. was kind of a, all in the beginnings of yeah. of my singing career I suppose too and would you give us a song from maybe from that time yeah, yeah. even a song in Irish well but your, your own choice yeah um, let's have a little swig of this <laughs> So um, I'll sing um, Easter Snow because that was one of the songs that was on that um, recording, actually. And it always reminds me of Pauline. So this is dedicated to her. Oh, fabulous. In the twilight of the morning As I roved out upon the dew With my morning cloak around me Intending all of 
my flocks to view. I spied a lovely fair one, and oh, she was a beauty bright. And I took her for Diana, or the evening star that rules the night. I, being so much surprised by her, it being the fore part of the day, to see this lovely creature. Coming o'er the banks of sweet Lochree, her snow-white naked, naked, and her cheeks they were a rosy red, and my heart was captivated by the two dark eyes rolled in her head. I said, fair maid, your love I crave for Cupid is a cruel foe. I'll wrap you in my morning cloak and I'll take you home with me to Easter snow. You go and acquaint your consent then neither you nor I will bear the blame Beautiful there um, Rachel, it's, it's a really yeah. gorgeous song. Thanks, so. yeah, it's a great song yeah. yeah. and it's a Roscommon song and a Roscommon song, yeah. yeah brilliant and yeah. you learned that from Pauline or had you heard yeah. it before you heard Pauline sing it? No, I never heard it before Pauline sang it, but I remember she played me the air that Seamus Ennis, the piper, would have played it. Um, and that's, that's she got it then from a person, a lady who lived down in Lanesboro, I think, um, Florrie Brennan. Oh, right, yeah. And um, she had it in that air, because I know it's in, there's a different version of it as well, um, but that's that'll be the Seamus Ennis. Yeah, that's uh, the air I've yeah. heard. That's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's lovely. So it's great now we're going to just take a short little break and we'll be back with another song from Rachel. You're tuned to the Trad and Folk Show on Ross FM, 94.6 FM. And you can listen live to us or listen back on the podcast in a few days. And in studio with me, I have Rachel Garvey from Kiltiven. Fabulous singer, the main singer, the vocalist with Gatehouse. And Rachel, will you give us another song? 
I will, yeah. Um, so this song is from our debut album, To Snua, and it's um, it's a song that I, I learned when I was a bit younger, I suppose. Um, I learned it at, at one of the summer schools, actually, we were talking about earlier, and it's a macaronic song, so it's half in English and half in Irish. So it's called Slama Gaspanach Le Buru Antil, which means goodbye and good luck to the worries of life. So it's lovely. A, it's a lovely Great title. sentiment, yeah. Um, so we just call it Slana Gaspanach when we're when we're playing it. So I'll give it a go. Lovely. One morning in June, August May, Gallus Bash, the Rod Castle, um, Galin, Buro Yasigni. She was so handsome, Gar Hitchme and Rolla, Thog, she had in Yigar, the Lormochri. I asked her her name, Nukade, Anruk Fanny, her husband's in Nautilus Royal Mochri. My heart, it will break if you don't come along with me. Slana Gaspan. Being so early, made my own parents and me disagree. I'll tell you a story about Lothree. That I'm a young man who is totally in love with you. Surely my heart is from Rogary Free. Where should go, you boulder rogue, share you trying to flatter me. Bahrain, air of love, no go, ain't air and grief. I've neither wheat, potatoes, or anything. No few and flit lap of a herring sinny. Can no we may tear a glaze at an akisha. Good English cotton, denation to the here. So party your hair, love, and come away along. With me, There's an alehouse nearby, spy with Kamatin on. If you're satisfied, a royal machri. Early next morning, we'll send for the clergyman. Buy me kangled and honest until. Buy me to go, once a word is good. Then we will take the road home with all speed. When the reckoning is paid, who cares for the landlady? Slonog, Spanog, Slaburu and Thiel. That was really lovely. Thank you. It's, it's such a lovely combination, having the Irish and the English. Yeah, it's a lovely song, yeah. And you made the point earlier on that you, you were kind of thrown because you're used to the guitar. Mm. And does that, you know, your song choice and all that, I suppose, because you're you're singing out a group as opposed to when you would have been grown up and in competitions, you were solo singing. Yeah. Did that change your song choice or do you have to give greater consideration to the song choices because now you're playing with other instruments yeah well it definitely would have been a step away from my origins of singing you know and I suppose there was a bit of conflict there where you know traditional singing is meant to be unaccompanied and and channel singing and and I suppose there was always that little thought in my head like oh am I you know stepping away from from that um, but I suppose, you know, music has to has to grow and develop, and and you have to bring it bring it forward and think of new ways of of presenting it. So, um, you know, and we would always 
be very sensitive with the songs that you know we're trying to keep the the tradition you know pure as pure as possible but also bring in the instruments and and I suppose make it more um listenable if that's a word for for people who wouldn't necessarily be into trad you know and and who wouldn't be one of these um people who knows all the different songs and would be into the shannos and the and the traditional singing so mm. So we definitely would put a lot of thought into the arrangements and, um, you know, we try and make sure that the song is, you know, out in the forefront and that the instruments are just there to complement the song, mm. that they don't take over, you know. Yeah. Which is, you know, when you're working with musicians, like, yeah. you know, we do be always, you know, Sometimes joking with is each more. other. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, with musicians now, they, they'd love to just go off and, you know, tear into it but yeah. but with songs like you have to be very careful that you know you're you're being sensitive to the essence of the song I suppose yeah and and who are your influences at the moment like in your song choices who well, are you listening to or who yeah so I to? suppose growing up like I would have been you know just listening to the the real hardcore as you would call them traditional singers and channel singers um and then as I've kind of joined, went since joining the band and that, you know, I've kind of branched out a bit and I've been listening to more like folk singers and things. So I would love, I love listening to Kate Rosby would be one of my favourite singers. She's a, a great folk singer from Yorkshire in England. And um, her stuff is gorgeous, you know. And I, I see, I even see with her older stuff, you know, she would have stuck very much to her maybe original folky roots and and now her newer stuff, like it, it has branched out. Like she does original songs now, and and her arrangements would be, you know, a bit more out there, I suppose, mm-hmm. than her previous albums. So it's interesting to see how an artist develops their music too over the yeah. years. So I suppose we we're kind of doing yeah. the same, maybe. And have you ever thought about writing your own songs or or producing your own CD, a solo yeah. CD? Yeah. Well. A solo CD, I don't know about that. Maybe not for a long time, but um, but yeah, for songs, yeah, we have talked about in the band that we might start doing more original stuff. And like, I have a notebook at home with stuff written down, and you know, different um, things like you know ideas and things for songs. But and would it be in the traditional, the very you know, your, where you came from, where you originated from, or would it be more in the folk genre? It should probably be a bit of both, like, but I suppose more branching into folk would be would be kind of where it's coming from. But still a little bit in in the traditional, you know, themes yeah. and that. Um, but yeah, it's it's nice just to kind of you know be a bit creative yeah. with with your music, you know, and and try and create something yourself, you know. So yeah, so watch this space. Yeah. <laughs> and you you said earlier on as well. Um, Rachel, that um, you were shy in some respects earlier on singing. How d- did you kind of make that transition into a big stage with loads of people looking at you and yeah. on TV and everything? Was that yeah. difficult? Um, I would have been very nervous when I was younger singing. Um, like I would have been, you know, I would have got really nervous. And I found I just sort of grew out of it. Like the more things I did... And the more times I would sing in front of people, like it would sort of fade a little bit more. Um, so then, by the time I was, you know, in you know big stages or whatever, and and singing with the band, especially like that was kind of all gone. And and I was, 
I was fairly confident, you know, on the stage I didn't have any problem, you know, um, singing in front of people. But, yeah, when I was younger, it, it was hard, you know, because, you, don't, you know, when you're a teenager mm. and that you're not confident in yourself and mm. and sometimes it's hard to get up in front of people, especially with the, the particular music I was doing. It wouldn't be like pop music or, you know, anything that my own age group would be listening to. So you have to have confidence in yourself that you're doing your own thing and and you're able to do this style you know so um, it just kind of grew with time I suppose. Do you think that's something that's changed now that young people are more confident with uh, Irish music in general with traditional singing and traditional playing and because it's kind of nurtured more maybe or or it's, it's kind of it's more cool now Oh yeah definitely it's like when we were growing up it wasn't cool really you know um and it was very hard to find other people your age who were into it, you know, because once I suppose my friends stopped doing the singing, I was kind of on my own in that area, I will say, because there wasn't really anyone else that I was really close with that that was into the singing apart from um, Pauline's family, you know. So it was great to have them like to go t- to different events and flas with. But um, nowadays, yeah, it's definitely it's, it's a lot cooler and, you know, they're into it more and and it's nice to see like you know groups of young yeah. people hanging around together playing music together like I would have loved that when I was growing up yeah. you know so I love to see that it's great and what about the kids in your school do they do they know that you're you say miss I saw you on <laughs> telly or you know I've, you're, you've you've yeah. recorded or they say do they know any of your songs are they interested in that yeah I, there'd be the few like where the parents probably have showed them stuff you know either online or or, or wherever or have our CD maybe and um, yeah they'd say like oh teacher I've seen you on you know because we've been on the flat programmes a few times um, on TG Cahar and, and on the RTE flat programme and you know, they'd say, you know, but it, it's it's the parents because I suppose they're young, to, they're too young to kind of look things yeah. up themselves. So yeah. so it's nice that the, the parents would be, you know, saying like, oh, look, your teacher's yeah. on telly or your teacher's singing and this. And, you know, my nephews now, they're school age and they'd always be like, I've seen you on the YouTube video and all this, yeah. you know. So they're they're able to look things up themselves. So it's nice to kind of... And you think maybe that, that in it, it, it influenced the parents maybe in thinking about, you know, guiding their kids in that direction, maybe? You would hope so, yeah. Like, you know, it would be great for them to take an interest from that. You know, that would yeah. be, be a lovely thing to be yeah. able to say that you influenced, you know, kids into, yeah. into the trad music. But there's so much out there for them now. You know, there's so many different things pulling them in different directions. So... Mm. You know, you'd only just hope that maybe a couple would take an interest and and bring it forward, you know. Yeah. And eliminate everything else, just concentrate yeah, on one thing. I know, yeah. but sure, that's it's, not it's, going it's to happen. Many, yeah, there's so many distractions <laughs> yeah. there. Now, Rachel, what have you in the pipeline, we'll say, gig-wise, going forward? Have you any any nice little festivals coming up that you're going to or, or um, so recordings I was or anything? You, yeah, I was telling you earlier that we were in Glasgow just there last yeah. weekend, so that was brilliant at Celtic Connections. Um we're playing in County Down on St. Patrick's weekend. Um, don't ask me the name of the place. John Wynne will kill me now because <laughs> why didn't you say? A um, missed opportunity yes, to it. <laughs> I know, yeah. Um, he's kind of the main man now for um, advertising all these gigs. But um, yeah, so we have that coming up and um, 
we're actually putting together a UK tour in October of this year. So we have an agent over in the UK and he's great. You know, he's putting together kind of a week long um, lineup of gigs kind of across. It'll sort of be a few in Scotland and then down, down to Lo- around London and, and around England and that. Um, so that'll be in October. So we're looking forward to that as well. And I'm sure there'll be other things that'll come up in the meantime. We had a very busy year last year. So, um, you know, we did a lot of travelling last year. So um, this, it's sort of slow now coming in this year, different gigs. But um, it gives us time then, I suppose, to think about what we're going to do next. Like we're yeah. hoping maybe we might be able to put together another album. Um, and... Yeah, it gives you time, like, you know, to get yeah. the material together because it takes, especially for the songs, you know, it takes a, a, a long time really to mm. develop them and to kind of get them to a recording standard, you know, yeah. so. Especially when there's arrangements that have to yes, fill in behind yeah. them. Yeah, and then we could put arrangements together and it kind of was very organic, like, because we'd, you know, think, oh, yeah, this sounds good. And then we go away and we might come back a few weeks later and we're like, oh, no, that's not, you know, we'd mm. completely change it. So, yeah. You know, it's it's very organic uh, kind of way of um, putting stuff together, yeah. but it yeah. all takes time, you know. So it'll be nice to yeah. kind of work on new new material. Yeah. And when you go away, do you give workshops or anything, um, Rachel, or do you give workshops here, or do people approach you and say, "My daughter's a great singer, but you know, wouldn't mind if you listen to her and kind of <laughs> yeah. give her a few tips." No, I do have to laugh because, um, you know, in the past when we've gone to things, you know, John Wynne would say, you know, oh, we have to do workshops as well. And at the start, I'd be like, oh, yeah, grand. But, you know, I I do find them quite tedious. Like, I know I shouldn't, but I do. And, uh, you know, we always do be joking with each other like, oh, Rachel, like there's no workshops this time. Don't worry, you know. Um, But look, I, I understand how important it is, you know, to pass on the singing and that. But at the moment my life is so busy like I have two little kids um, and and I teach for a living you know like I'm a primary school yeah. teacher so I did do it on and off in the, in the past um, but I always found it just uh, I know this sounds terrible but I always found it like a bit of a hassle because you know you're teaching all day and then you're in the evening then you're doing this t- it's essentially yeah. teaching again you know so I kind of limited it to, you know, just a couple of people and then I kind of just stopped doing it. Yeah. But, you know, if anyone asked me, you know, of course I'd, you know, give... And did you ever have somebody that was completely torn deaf that thought they could sing? <laughs> well, you'd have, like, young kids now. You know, if you were teaching young kids, there'd be ones that, you know, they just haven't Crows. developed their... <laughs> they haven't developed their, their voices fully yet. So it would be hard to tell would they blossom into something or not. But... Yeah. um no, I've never had. Usually yeah. it's people who are interested and, you know, they do have a bit of a flair for it anyway. And yeah. then you're just trying to bring them on and give them a few more little techniques to add. And and to give them songs really is what a lot of people want. Is yeah. They want to build up their repertoire. Yeah. So, you know, they want you to, to point them in the direction of good songs. And how long would it take you to, to learn the words of a song? Have you a good memory? Oh, well, <laughs> based on tonight now. Um, 
yeah like I would have I would have picked up songs when I was younger like so quick you know I'd have a song learned in a couple of days even less maybe if and if I really liked the song you know I'd study it and I'd listen to it and I'd you know learn it and I'd have it off yeah um Whereas now, I suppose, you know, when life is so much busier and, and you have a lot more things in your head, um, it is a bit harder to learn songs. But I suppose... And to have the time, I suppose. To have the time, yeah, to dedicate to it. But I suppose um, when you're listening to a song and, and you really like it, you know, it really spurs you on just to, to learn it. So I yeah. suppose if I really had to, like, I could learn it in a couple of days, you know, yeah. if I really spent a lot of time. But I think when you learn a song though you really need to like give it a good run out you know as in you need to give it a run out in a gig and see how it goes and and I find then you know you kind of almost the song just takes it off sits itself. Better. Yeah, yeah it does yeah and you kind of find new ways of interpreting it as well the more you sing it so um, yeah I think the more you sing it the more you know it and then mm. you can really sing it properly I suppose and tell the story that's what it's about you know yeah. telling the story of the song is yeah. the key to the singing I suppose you know and on that note Rachel I might get you to sing another song a final song yeah no problem um, just trying to think now what will I sing I might do another one um, on the guitar <coughs> So this is one that everyone knows, I suppose. It's it's just a nice, um, a nice gentle one. It's Danny Boy. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Oh, Danny Boy, the pipes, the pipes are golden. From Glen to Glen and down the mountainside, the summer's gone and all the roses fallen. Tis you, tis you must go and I must buy. I am lying and kneel 
Beautiful. Thank you. Really beautiful. It's Thanks. one of my favourite songs of all yeah, time. It's beautiful. Yeah. I just love it's it. Lovely song. Rachel, thanks a million for coming into the studio Thank and you singing for, for us me. and chatting to us and telling everyone all about your, your music. Thank you. And um, we look forward to hearing what's on the horizon. Yeah. We'll be keeping an ear out. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you.